This is the NH Experience. Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience. You know what I'm saying? Thank you because now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the brand new edition of the NH Experience here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on the planet. Hope everybody had a great weekend and a great start to the brand new week. A whole lot to get into on this premiere episode. Definitely your best 60 minutes of your week starts right now. Of course, I can't do this show by myself. I'm not that talented. So I brought some more people in to help me out each and every week that you're going to grow to love and enjoy, more than likely, probably better than me. The one and only Ari Rose, who is the co-host of the show. What's going on? How you doing? Hey, hey, hey. Wow, you trying to butter me up already. <laughs> I love this. We're going to be better. <laughs> Jesus, I know you love me, but okay, okay. I'm feeling myself. Hey, good morning. I'm so excited, y'all, man. It's so great to be able to work with you again, Nick. Nick and I worked together, what, five years ago when I first got yeah. to LA. So I'm so excited to get back. I mean, I tell you this all the time. You're so talented. And I always give you your roses and your flowers and all that good stuff because I just think you're an amazing person. You're great at what you do. So thank, thank you. Thank you. You're great at what you do. That's why we had to bring you on the show. And, of course, uh, uh, old back from the throwbacks, my man, producer okay. extraordinaire, engineer to the stars, Jake Warner. Notice big brother, Jake. What's happening, man? What's good? What's good? What's good, y'all? How y'all doing? Hey, why he call you a throwback, though? Because <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> I, I embrace the old man and the gray hairs and the beard and all I'm that. I'm glad he didn't call me a throwback. I would have just logged off. <laughs> you you would have thrown back some, some haymakers on him, you know? <laughs> but that's Nick, and that's what he does. But it, it's an honor to be with both of y'all, and, and, and this is a good time. I'm glad I'm here, and I'm ready to do this. Ready to do this. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, hey, man, what's been going on? Because I know a lot of us, all three of us are in individuals as far as we have our own things going on. Obviously, Ari is out there. She's been co-hosted with some legends in, in L.A. radio. Uh, obviously, some other great things that she's been up to. Um, and then also, you know, my man Jake is always in the mix, holding down the sound for all these L.A. teams. I mean, the man's like a Jamaican. He has like 50 jobs. (laughs) Close to it. Close to it. Yeah, man. I just got off the road with the Dodgers. Uh, Successful 7-2 road trip uh, as we speak. And, uh, yeah, three cities, nine games, ten days. And uh, I love it. Love the grind, man. And and I'm here with y'all. It's good time. I saw you was in San Francisco this past weekend. Oh yeah, I was doing up, doing it up, man. Just just in hanging out in the rain, but we got it in. But had a good time uh, on the road with my favorite team. I, unlike Nick, I know he's professional and all, but I, I cheer out loud. I'm a Dodger fan. I'm a Charger fan. That's how I roll. I don't care. I've been doing this 25 years, and guess what? I'm still cheering for teams, and I should. And I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the latest with you? I know you got always got something cooking. You know, I always got things cooking, but I don't like to, you know, talk about it till they manifest and come to life. But, uh, you know, still doing Baker Boys, K-Day, Friday nights, um, motivating, inspiring. I mean, that's my God-given uh, talent and blessing is to be able to inspire and uplift. I think we all need that, especially in, you know, I mean, everyone just always needs that uplift and that positivity. So, you know, just spreading the good word and letting people know we're all human. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, just building the brand and just uplifting the world as best as I can. How about you, Nick? Yeah. 
you know me, I'm always moving and shaking. So, I mean, there's been a lot going on. I mean, there's, let's see, what if, what if, let's see, the WNBA finals have concluded. Congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces, who are 2022 WNBA champs. Chelsea Gray was the, was the finals uh, MVP. Obviously, Asia Wilson, two-time MVP of the league, defensive player of the year. I mean, she is definitely the face of the league. I don't give a damn what anybody has to say, argue with your mama. Uh, <laughs> but I will say that was fun going out to Vegas, Connecticut. Um, had a chance to watch, uh, went to a screening of The Woman King, uh, talked to the director, Gina Prince by the Wood, who did a phenomenal job directing that film. It is number one in the box office. Yes, what did you think of the film? Um, I thought it was good. I mean, of course, it couldn't get too deep. Just good? Uh, yeah, I thought it was good because I, I mean, with that type of with those type of period pieces, you can't really get in depth. So there are a lot of things if you don't know about those tribes and that time period, you can't really put everything into like a two hour movie. Like that's not gonna happen. It's like trying to put Tupac into a movie. Like it just wasn't gonna happen. You have to do like a docu series or a mini series to actually really get the full effect. But for what it's worth, I thought Violet Davis was absolutely incredible. I thought the cast was incredible. I thought Gina Prince Spiderwood did a phenomenal job, like I said, just directing that film, having a mostly black female cast, even behind the scenes, having a lot of women work behind the scenes where it comes to, you know, assistant directors or lighting and MUAs and things like that. So I thought it was just a, a really solid project. I know some people may be protesting it, but I guarantee you half those people did not see the movie and they're going off hearsay, which is stupid as hell. Um but you know, it is what it is. The world we live in, we live off yeah. clicks and, and, and clicks and giggles. So yeah, I'm gonna go watch that tonight. But, tonight, yes, tonight. <laughs> I had a really busy weekend, but uh, I mean, just seeing the transformations and the and the work that they put in mm-hmm. before they even started filming is so inspiring. It's so dope to see like the dedication of people's hustle and just pr- the preparation for the film. So I'm glad it's number one in the box office. Think they did what nineteen million opening weekend or what was it? it was yeah, crazy. nineteen mil. Yeah, that was wild. Was wild, man. That was wild. Yeah. You look. You but, to I'm gonna try and get some rest, and then I'm gonna go see <laughs> <laughs> all these jobs, man. I'm tired, but yeah, I want to go see yeah. it. I most definitely want to see that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But hopefully, Sleepy Floyd over there gets a chance <laughs> to see it at some point. How dare you? <laughs> but, uh, hey, how about them Niners, though, Nick? You know what? That's why this is it's the perfect time for this. If it's going on in the world of sports and entertainment, you know Nick Hamilton is going to speak on it. It's time to get it popping. All right, y'all. So you talked about motivational speaking. You talked about uplifting the people. That nobody needs more uplifting than the Niners quarterback Trey Lance, who actually exited the game in the second quarter. Potentially could be a season-ending injury. We don't mm. know as of yet. However. It's, it's, it's sad for the kid because you didn't know what he could potentially do. There was a lot of controversy about his accuracy, about throwing the ball, finding his receivers, um, you know, being able to read a defense. And there was a lot of things going on. I mean, Jimmy G, thank God they, they had enough good sense. John mm-hmm. Lynch and company had a good sense to re-sign Jimmy G for a year because Lord knows they threw Jimmy G in the fire. He rose. He stood up tall. Um, but here's the problem with the Niners that I have. The thing about the Niners is this, and Ari may get mad at me and she's probably going to cuss me out during a commercial <laughs> break, but the problem with the Niners is this. You don't have time to be teaching a kid new tricks, right? Because you're in the thick of a playoff run. 
And when you got the L.A. Rams, who are the defending Super Bowl champions, are more than likely they're probably going to win that division anyway. You don't have time to have Trey Lance out there trying to figure things out when you don't when you have a suspect right O line, when you don't have Kittle, when you don't have your best running back currently, you don't have time to be teaching. You need to get out there and start getting as many wins, especially before you guys go head to head with the Rams, which you're going to be in a couple of weeks. So you need to get those reps in. And guys seem to be a lot more comfortable with Jimmy G at the helm versus having Trey Lance. And that's what I saw. I give you that a thousand percent. I mean, it's super unfortunate, like you said, because I feel like there was so much commotion, so much excitement to get Trey Lance on the field, to give him this opportunity and then for it to just get shut down, even as a, as, you know, him just jumping into the NFL and having that that opportunity. And then I can't even imagine how he's feeling this week, you know, and they are saying that it is actually season ending his injury. So it's very unfortunate. You know, I was watching videos of just all his teammates trying to uplift him and trying to pray for him and things like that. And it's like, it does suck. But I do agree with you in that sense of like, you know what? We do need to have people. We don't have the the time right now to teach somebody how to kind of blend in with the team. I know, you know, there's always room for growth and opportunity, but I agree with you on that. Now, I don't know if I agree with you on what your, your uh, Rams comment, <laughs> but you know, I'm gonna let you run with that. You know what I oh, mean. She's gonna let you see that. <laughs> I mean, until, until, until they prove me uh, until they prove me wrong. Otherwise, I mean, I did say they're gonna split with the Niners this year. I did say they're okay. gonna split because okay. I do think they will split. But at the same time, Sean McVay has finally figured out, uh, you know, Shanahan. And so once he's once he cracked that code, I was like, okay, there's no turning back now because that was their ultimate test. Now. Who are the big surprises for you this week in the NFL? Because I, I I caught about three or four games that were shocking <laughs> this weekend that if you put money on them, most people would have lost money. Lost. Uh, okay, so, well, I don't know about shocking because I don't like the Raiders, <sighs> but that was one hell of a game. I loved it. That was a great so, ending. <laughs> the fact that they lost was phenomenal. Yes. Listen, no, no, listen. I thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. I could not believe it. I'm sitting at SoFi Stadium on Sunday, right, because I'm covering the Rams and the Falcons game. So we're actually getting a chance to watch, like, you know, they they blast the scores. There's a TV in the press box where you kind of watch, you know, they got on the Red Zone channel, right? So the car, I mean, they were down 20 nothing at halftime. In the fourth quarter, the Rams, I mean, excuse me, the Raiders were up 23 to 7. In the fourth quarter. So I'm thinking, okay, Raiders got this. They're at home, Allegiant Stadium, home opener. They got Devontae Adams. So finally, they get a playmaker in Devontae Adams. Carr and Devontae seem to have his bromance going on. So everything is it's all grits and gravy. Nope. Kyler Murray said, nope. I may not have DeAndre Hopkins, but damn it, I got this brand new contract, and we're going to test it out. And they went to overtime and beat them in overtime. The no. other surprise, I mean, that, that that to me was just ridiculous. Did, did you did you see people popping bottles in the crowd? Raider fans were popping bottles as if they were going to win the game, and then they panned back to those people, and they were just sitting there all sad and dejected. I loved it. 16 to 23 with 30 seconds left. <laughs> like, and they... And then they put the time back. Oh, my God. It was a great game. I, I I'm sorry, it. but I was on the edge of my seat. Okay, another <laughs> one. 
the best to me the best game was the Ravens at the Dolphins. Oh yes. And the fact that the Ravens had this game, Lamar Jackson looked absolutely phenomenal. He is the he he's trying to be the Aaron Judge of football as far as betting on himself and making sure he puts up the right numbers. And and I can't put this loss on on, on Lamar. I have to put the loss on the rest of the team. But damn it, Tua, you had Tua with five hundred something yards. Mm. Mm. And you let him come back and beat you? <laughs> I mean, listen, give it listen, I don't like Tyreek Hill as a person. I think he's a freaking scumbag. Mm-hmm. But as a but as a player, there's no denying his talent. Him and Waddle at the at, at, at on, on on both sides, I mean, that was perfect for Tua. I mean, their rushing yards, they had, what, six touchdowns? I mean, the, the, the score was – I, I I mean, I've heard that Miami was going to be good this year, but I'm just always known Miami just sucks all the time. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Tell us how you I really feel. Huh? <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> there's just some teams that you, they just can never catch a break. You know, you just kind of accept – the team for what it is, so I'm kind of shocked because they're they're two and zero right now. I'm, I'm, Miami is definitely putting some teams on notice. I, I say, in, especially in the AFC East, with obviously we know Buffalo. I believe Buffalo is going to win the division. I think they're the most complete team. Uh, obviously, they have some issues at, at running back that they need to continue to work out and figure out. But don't be surprised if Miami splits that season series with the Buffalo Bills this year. Don't be surprised because I think Miami is starting to build something. And now again, I'm not I'm not gonna ride the bandwagon because they're two and zero and they beat Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I ain't drunk yet. It ain't that time yet. Uh, it's still early in the season, Nick. Yeah, it's still exactly just like all the Giants fans. You got all these Giants fans yeah, that are two and zero. Let me let me tell you, Saquon Barkley looks really good. I'm I'm so happy for Saquon Barkley yeah. actually making that comeback. But the, the other New York team, the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 in Cleveland? Yes. To come back? Did, did you see Gary Vaynerchuk with his with his, with his his uh, Instagram? You thought they won the championship yeah. the way Gary V was going off. Seriously. Well, he, he, I got to catch that. He, he's a big Jets oh fan. He, yeah, he's a big oh. homer. But, yeah, that was a hell of a game, too. Nobody saw the Jets coming back like that. And they did it. They did it. Yeah, it was. It was That's why you don't bet on the Browns. Never. <laughs> and no and no Deshaun Watson either? Nah, that's not going to be a good look. Nah, at all. Right, right, right. Love Jacoby Brissett, but yeah, nah, that's not going to pop off. It's just nice having football back. It's yes. just so nice. To, like, what is life without a football Sunday? It's just trash. There's nothing yep. like pizza and beer and windows open and the fall weather cooling down and Big butts on TV with big thighs and tight pants. It's like, this is life. What, what happened to Nick? He, he checked out. He checked out. <laughs> I have I have no comments for what that last comment said. That's all Ari Rose, ladies and gentlemen. I have nothing to My say bad, Nick. <laughs> Do you? Do you? I'm... I'm... <laughs> That's the only time you'll get me to I shut the hell up. Remembering why he loved me on the show. <laughs> that's the only time I. That's the only time I shut the hell up. I'm like, no. <laughs> speaking of, uh, speaking of which, now is it? We also unfortunately had some tragedy uh, recently with the loss of PNB Rock. Obviously, he was tragically killed yeah. in South Central LA um, while he was dining at a Roscoe's in LA. 
uh, with his girlfriend, or I guess the, I guess that was, I don't know if it was girl or his mother, one of you know of his children or whoever she was, but obviously she was somebody to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of things are talking. Obviously, people are looking at her because she put the location up on Instagram. Um, obviously, and and a while later, he actually put the location of where he was. After you know, you know, a while later, so everybody's looking at her as far as you know. Maybe she tried to possibly set him up because there had been some friction and some tension between those two prior to them right. sitting down and eating. So I, I understand why people are kind of coming to that conclusion. But some of y'all watch First Forty Eight and NCIS and <laughs> Law and Order a little too much. Y'all trying to be these internet detectives? Be I mean, they they are funny as hell to me. Hey, the internet be catching killers a lot faster than the cops sometimes, okay? <laughs> but you know what? Here, here, here's the thing, right? Because I was on Instagram, right? not like right when it happened, right? But mm-hmm. like I had seen his story. And my first thing, whenever I see anybody that's doing this with their money, like fanning their mm-hmm. money out, showing what they're buying, putting receipts of their jewelry on Instagram, I'm like, for what? Like you're just putting temptation out there. And I had seen PMB post on his story where he's in the car with baby mommy got all these chains on, mm-hmm. diamonds all decked out. Okay. I'm not saying like he deserved nothing, right? I'm not even saying anything like that. Right. I'm saying like, why would you wear all those chains, all those diamonds to a Roscoe's on a Tuesday at 1 p.m. with just your girlfriend posting it on social media? Like, for what? Like, as an artist, an entrepreneur, like, even us as on-air personalities, you know, you have so many people following you, watching. We're not P&B rocks, you know, with these diamonds on our neck. But, like, save that for a concert. Save that for an event. Get your security. You know, security is, like, $200 a night. Like, if you have twenty, fifty, dollars $100,000 jewelry on, you can afford or you should be able to afford a $200 security to to protect you there's levels to this you you got to know when you're elevating and move smart i just think it was very unfortunate but why would you do that that's my question why is forget the posting like why would you put your chains on like that to go to a roscoe's in that area on a tuesday at 1 p.m by yourself with just your baby mom well, that's the thing. And also, it brings, it brings up another question, too, Ari, that you mentioned as far as its levels to this, right? And also, there's been also talk about checking in, right? Like, got people checking in in L.A. Now, yeah. I grew up in L.A., right? Yeah. So, I know, I'm not no, and I tell, I said this on a post that I made on Instagram. And I said, look, I'm not no street guy, right? But I understand the street rules. I understand if you are an artist, if you're an entertainer, athlete, whoever, and you're not from L.A., and even if you are from L.A., you're going to know somebody that knows somebody mm-hmm. that's going to make sure that you're going to be good and know where to go and where not to go. Mm-hmm. But these out-of-town dudes, some of these these guys feel like they're invisible, like mm-hmm. they can't be touched, and they feel like, oh, I don't have to check in. Who are you? Well, first of all, you got to check in any town you come to. It ain't just L.A. It's other cities in the country that you have to go through. Um, there was talk even, I remember in Detroit, uh, shout out to the to to the homie uh, Trick Trick, who is is a is a reputable cat in Detroit, and you know that's a dude that you want to tap in with because he's gonna know everything that's going on, where the spots are, where not to go, where to go. 
So to me, I don't have a problem with checking in, but I want to get Ari Rose's thoughts on checking in and then the connection between these artists passing away and these record labels. And do they have any insight and influence in what's going on? You're checking out the NH Experience here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Keep it locked. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. We are strong. We are resilient. And we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2249, iHeart Latino. Welcome back to the NH Experience here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Make sure you check us out on all the streaming platforms, as well as check us out on social media. I am at Nick Hamilton LA on Instagram and at Nick Hamilton 213 on Twitter. And you know, you got your girl here tuned in with you guys today. I'm so excited. Ari Rose, make sure to catch me on all social media. I am Ari Rose. And of course, you can catch me at Big Brother Jake on all platforms. <laughs> all right. So before the break, we were talking about obviously the tragic loss of PNB Rock and what the, the, the events that may have led up to his untimely demise. But one thing I want to talk about, we talked about checking in before the break, and I want to get Ari's thoughts on should people check in? And then also on top of that, what is the correlation between these record companies and these artists that are now, you know, getting killed? And then what happens to their music? Yeah, it's crazy, man. So when you say checking in, what do you mean? Like checking into their location or checking in with people in the city? Checking in with the folks that's on the ground in the city. Yeah, well, I think you should always, here's, like, I don't know. I just think people just really need to focus. These artists just have to start focusing on who they are and who they become. Like, you just can't move like normal people. And, again, I go back, like, even yourself, Nick, like, so many people know you. If somebody knew that you had diamonds on, you're not going to be going to all these events by yourself with your diamonds on. Like, we're not PNB Rock. We are not King Bonds. We're not Young Dolphs. But, like, if you know you're that level, be smart about it. And it, it, it goes back to what you just mentioned about some of these people just feel like they're invincible. You know, I, I follow some of my friends from the Bay Area that are always flashing money, flashing that they're driving around with their gun on their lap, flashing their diamonds, putting up receipts of like, oh, look, I'm picking up this chain for $45,000. Like, 
why do you want to let people know that? That's like me walking around my house and showing people what's in my safe. Is the same thing? <laughs> Am I lying? You you dangling the carrot in front of the in front of the donkey. Like, look, come get it, come get it. And we live in hard times. People can't even afford gas. Mm, that part. Nah, that's real talk. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like I've, we we are the only one of the only cultures that have to wear our worth. Right. And I and again, I'm not against anybody being, you know, coming up, anybody achieving what they want to achieve, you know, defying the odds and all of that. But it's like when you look at other cultures, yeah, and you, you can't tell who is who, right? Until you get into certain settings and you start seeing when they come out with the the ten thousand dollar custom made tuxedo and they got the diamonds and they and, and and looking at what their girlfriends or their wives are rocking, then yeah. you know, okay, that's who this person is, right? And I've always, I've always been like that. I've never been one to be like, okay, I got to sport my wealth to, 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 to show who, what my worth is. That's just me. Right. Well, I think we live in a validation seeking society where everyone's mm. worth is dependent on what people think of me. I have to look like I have the perfect relationship. I have to look like I got the nicest car. I have to look like I got a. I was looking at a picture of Jay-Z and Beyonce yesterday and she ain't got no ring on. He don't got a ring on. Yet you know they're freaking billionaires and you know they're married. Why do you, like, what do you have to do? To, why prove certain things? Like, again, I go back to what people post. I follow another woman, works hard for her money, right? Millionaire. Mm -hmm. Posting all her diamonds, her new Chanel purse, her new Chanel shoes post in like views of her place where you can anybody would know where she lives mm -hmm. posting images of her pool and like i go to that pool i know where my friend lives there you know so it's like i don't have no ill intent but anyone else could piece it. if i could piece it someone else and i'm not from la anyone else could piece it right so uh you know i think it's just moving around with with caution and just being smart about stuff you know and yeah that's the key i mean you brought up a good point too about the whole artist you mentioned king von obviously you mentioned yeah. young Dolph, obviously pnb rock nipsey hustle got you know the, the the soldiers that have fallen unfortunately in the last few years um you mentioned you made a great point to me when we were talking off air and you were talking about right. just these record companies and how you look at certain rosters and how a lot of these guys on certain rosters all of a sudden in the last year or two have you know, been murdered or killed or something to that degree. And I remember something Daz Dillinger from the Dog Pound. When I was watching this interview, he said, "You know what? We get, we finally getting all our mechanical rights, our publishing. We getting all that back." And it's like thirty. I think it's either twenty five or thirty five years. Twenty five. Yeah. So imagine all of these artists now that are dead, right? Unfortunately, and who owns the rights to their music? And how did? And now, the, now. What happens to with their music? What happens with their publishing when they're well, mechanical rights? And here's the thing, right? So the reason why I brought this up, uh, so Jake, I saw this post and it's Empire, right? So mm -hmm. Empire has King Vaughn, P and B Rock, Young Dolph, Triple X, Drake, you're the ruler, mm -hmm. all under Empire. I mean, obviously they have more artists, but you're talking five artists have been shot. Hmm. in random right yeah. one was mm -hmm. a fight one was at roscoe's one was at the cookie shop one was you you know what i mean oh, and yeah. it's like in the last two years 
So I'm no conspiracy theorist <laughs> whatsoever, but you kind of got to take a step back and be like, what is going on here? Is it that rappers have become the new target for robbery and killings and stuff like that? Or is it something more behind the scenes that's going on that we don't know about? If we want to dig deeper, and I'm one of these people that loved, I'm an overthinker, so I'm always going to look for the right answer, even if it hurts. <laughs> Let's check their life insurance policies. Do, do these record companies put life insurance policies on these artists knowing they're out here flaunting and, and, and taking chances with their lives and putting policies on them? Uh, you know, it happens all the time. I mean, I'll speak ill right now. My ex-wife had a, a, a huge policy on me because she knew my health was bad. So, I mean, people do things like that. And, and yeah. record companies and movie execs have done this for years. So if we really want to dig into this. Maybe these guys had life policies. They know they're going to make money off the catalog. I mean, people have been making money off of Tupac for 20-some years already. Right. So if we want to dig deeper, let's dig into that and see that. That's too many maybe coincidences. They're writing an, maybe they're starting to write an Empire movie that we don't know about. Mm, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> or maybe they're cashing out. Because here's the thing. Like like you said, you mentioned Pac, Big. Obviously, yeah. you know they, they're worth more dead than alive. And that's, that's become the sentiment of a lot of rappers. They're worth more dead than alive. So, yep. you know, what happens, what happens to the families that have to go fight for these mechanical mm -hmm. rights and these publishing rights? A lot of them may not even be alive or be around enough. So who who, who takes control? Yeah, most likely the record companies take, or the, mm -hmm. or the person that's in charge takes control. Look at who's in who's in control of the Tupac estate. Tom Watley, who was the A and R rep at Interscope at the time that Pac was alive and signed to. Yeah, and now I think Pac's sister is suing him and the estate because she, what they're doing with his legacy and his estate. So. Look at all of these things. And, and and that's why I think a lot of these rappers, they're not surviving because they know, look, man, if we these guys stay alive, they have access to these, these rights that we can't, we have to automatically turn over yeah. because that's the law. Yeah. So when you see Snoop buying death row and giving dads a corrupt and Nate Dogg's family and getting, you know, Warren G and, you know, all these other artists that they're, they're, gonna, they're working with to try to get them their rights back, that's the law. Right, it just so happens Snoop happens to be that dude that's gonna do right, try to do right by these artists. But everybody's not a Snoop dog. Right, Every, all these executives are not Snoop or you know some of these other guys that are actually trying to do right by the artists. They're not those guys. So it, it just it, it remains to be seen. But one guy I think that uh is still around and still is I, I feel as nutty as a fruitcake is your man Kanye because now he's trying to divorce himself away from Gap and Adidas. In reality. <laughs> but look, I mean, call it what you want, but is Kanye really crazy? I mean, he's a billionaire. I don't know many crazy people that become billionaires. It's calculated crazy. He knows what he's doing. He knows that yeah, he can get the attention. And I, I, I don't hate on that. I don't hate on that. He's, he's out there, but I don't hate on what he's doing. You know, uh, <laughs> I love Kanye. I think Kanye... See, the thing is, here's the thing. When... when People don't understand something. They call it crazy. Yes. You know, and he's just not a man that's supposed to be put in a box. Right. So when people, when someone makes somebody feel uncomfortable, they a jerk, they're crazy, they're <laughs> wrong. You, you put a label on it to justify that you feel uncomfortable with their demeanor or their character. Yeah. I think he's brilliant. You know, does he got a little loose screw? Probably. <laughs> but... I mean, he was married to Kim Kardashian, for God's sake. That'll drive you crazy in itself. 
Okay, all right, all right, listen. I, apparently, I got to be the voice of reason here. Okay, let's 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 break down Kanye right fast. First of all, you engaged in you entered an agreement that ap- apparently you were supposed to have your attorneys or somebody that was supposed to know the, the the language to guide you on what was being drawn up and what was being agreed upon and what you agreed upon, right? When it comes to Gap, when it comes to Adidas, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, he had, he didn't have the greatest relationship with Nike, even though I think he had some of the dopest shoes with Nike. But that didn't work out. So he moved on to Adidas. Now, there are a couple of shoes with Adidas, the 350s, that I would actually rock in public. However, he made a fortune off of those Adidas shoes because people gravitated towards him. Not hating him on that at all. When he came to Gap, some of that stuff, I'm sorry, looked like I can go to the Slauson Swap meet and buy it for 20 bucks. <laughs> that two or $300 fashion stuff, I'm sorry, I don't trust Kanye when it comes to fashion. Shoes, yeah, I'm, I'll rock with you. The fashion, no. not so much, not my no, taste. No. However, the man is a musical genius, but he hasn't dropped a, a dope album since 808 and Heartbreaks on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, whichever one was the last one he came out with. The rest, To me, the rest of Kanye's music has been trash or mediocre at best. Now, you talk about Kim K, fine, totally get that. He wanted Kim K. He he loathed over her. He lusted after her. He did whatever he took to got her. So I don't feel bad for him and what he's going through. I only feel bad for the kids because the kids are innocent in all of this. I don't give a damn what he went through. He chose, he chose his bed, lie in it, kick your feet up, and have a beer. <laughs> now, when it comes to – let's not forget, this is the same guy that says slavery was a choice. Yep. This is the same dude that wore the MAGA hat and never apologized for it. This is the same guy that, that that supported a particular candidate that we all know was 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 about oppression. Okay. Now, I'm not feeling sorry for Kanye because he's not he's off his meds or whatever it is. He's not getting the proper mental health that he needs to get. And I'm not making light of that because I feel like mental health is very serious and it's not something to be taken lightly. And that's what I feel Kanye is. I feel Kanye has mental health issues. I feel like he is smart. He is an intelligent guy because you like you said, Ari, you can't be a billionaire and be stupid. So what I'm saying is this guy all of a sudden wants everybody to feel bad for him, but he caused all his stuff on himself. How can I feel bad for a dude that causes stuff on himself and won't take accountability or responsibility and is quick to point the finger at everybody, whether there may be some truth in it or not. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't feel bad for a dude. I feel like he's become best friends with Chris Jenner because the, his publicity <laughs> are insane. Like they got to be best friends. I, I, I have a feeling that this whole thing is just a front, a facade. I think Pete was bought out. I think they said, we're going to give you this. Everything is so paid. I, I don't want to go off of the Kanye thing because I think it's great that we're talking about it. But, like, did you see how Ray J called out Chris Jenner the other day? Yes. And, and Kim Kardashian. And apparently, and he got receipts. He did a whole PowerPoint Loved presentation. It. Loved it. Last week. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't help but think Chris Jenner and and Kim Kardashian and Kanye West haven't been in the conference room every single week for the last ten years planning this whole thing. This is why they're all billionaires. This is this that was not Ray J. That was really Ray Norwood Jr. talking. Oh yeah. That that was the most concise, eloquent way I've heard and, and very passionate way. And he was, and, and now Ray J was absolutely correct in that. I supported Ray J yeah. on that 100%. Shout out to my man, Young Buck, who actually uh, is Ray J's homie and it actually introduced, he was the one to introduce Kim Kardashian to Ray J, matter of fact. So shout out to the homie, Young Buck, who I'll be talking with 
uh, hopefully sometime in the next week or so. Um, and so the thing about it is I totally get that. I agree with you. I think that was all plotted. I think it was, I think it was mostly plotted by the Kardashian clan. I think Chris Jenner is the biggest pimp I've ever seen <laughs> since, 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 since Bishop Don Magic won. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think, I absolutely think you're right. And I think, you know, Hey, Kim K, but it's interesting all this stuff, man. Like all of this, and they st- somehow, some way, they can never be the villains. Never. I don't understand. I mean, I don't know them, but but that- you know, but I feel like I've always been a big Kardashian fan, and I feel like just as of late, I'm really starting to fall off of them because I just feel like they're burning themselves so bad now. I, you know, it's just. I can't explain it, but I'm just not really feeling them anymore. I feel like everything's just too extreme. It's like, at what point do you have to take a step back and just live some normality? But I guess they've never lived that, though. So, And the thing is, mm-hmm. the, they, they're smart with their marketing because it's like a car wreck you're waiting to see happen. Like, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's Ray J doing this. It's Kanye doing that. It's, it's Pete Davidson in the mix. What's next? And that's what keeps them sustained in the public eye. It keeps their interest. They're, they're masters at doing that. But I've not been on that bandwagon. I can honestly say I've never seen one episode of that show. I, I, never. I, I honestly have never seen one episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I just, there's enough people supporting them. I don't need to do it. I, I, I get enough from people talking about it that I don't need to watch it. But you know everything that happens already. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Because people talk about it, and I, it's like yeah. I can't relate to them on any level, you know. So why the hell do I want to watch it? That's just me, though. I mean, it's it, I watched it because it's as entertainment, and I I find it funny. But I think they are brilliant marketers. Yes. Say what you want, they are brilliant marketers. I give that to them. The the, the 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 Jenners, the the Kardashian clan. They are brilliant marketers. They know how to keep their mm-hmm. names and faces in the spotlight. And I can't hate them for that. Right. I may not agree with it or like it, but I can't hate it. All right, y'all. Coming up on the other side of the break, ladies, Ari Rose has some dating tips that you may want to tap into. And fellas, you may want to take a listen and take some notes. You never know. All that. <laughs> and an icon finally gets her life put on the big screen. All that and more on the other side of the break. You're checking out the NH Experience here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Keep it locked. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall. It's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know, that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. 
On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. All right, y'all, welcome back to the NH Experience, final segment of the show. Nick Hamilton, Ari Rose, Jake Warner, a.k.a. Big Brother Jake, producer extraordinaire, back on your airwaves. Once again, make sure you check us out and tune in for your gateway to sports, pop culture, entertainment, tech, all rolled into one. That is nightcastmedia.com. All right, so before the break, we talked about Kim K. We talked about your man Kanye. Uh, they got on me during the commercial break about the whole Kanye thing. Um, you know, it's cool. I've been jumped before. It's not a bad thing. Uh, it's all good. So Ari Rose, who is uh, brand new to the show, definitely is going to provide you with some dating tips. So ladies, fellas, take hey, notes, sit back. Here's the deal, Nick. Okay. I want to know, where do you go to find your women? I do it the old-fashioned way, man. I go to the strip club. <laughs> I go to the Instagram. I do it the old-fashioned way. I mean, what happened to that, you know? Okay. <laughs> I was not... The old-fashioned way I thought was like the supermarket or like the dog park. <laughs> so, okay, so we know Nick goes to the strip club or he doubles... He goes for the club. wings. <laughs> I go for the wings. <laughs> If you're tuning in, ladies, if he double taps one of your pictures, he is interested. He is shopping and trying to pick you up. Hello, church on the move. Well, check this out. Okay, so here's the thing. So the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because apparently Kim K says she feels like she hasn't been doing the dating thing right. So now apparently she wants to go to hospitals and meet doctors Mm. and wants to (laughs) look at Jake's face. Mm, Okay. And this is why I brought this up about where do you pick your people up? Have you done? Have you ever done a dating app? I have. I have. Yeah, I've done. I, I mean, honestly, all jokes aside, like I, I've done. I've done a dating app before. I've actually gone out. Like I've gone to like bars. I've gone to like, you know, like lounges and stuff to try to, you know. And then sometimes just you happen to be at the right place at the right time. How about you, Jake? Uh, I've I've done it all. I've I've done the dating apps, you know. I I not to like drop names on uh, places, but I think Target is one of the best places <laughs> to pick up women. Because who? Why? Why not go to Target? There, women are there looking for nothing. They're there for just just to just walk around with their with their Starbucks, walking around aimlessly, smelling candles, and talking about their running errands. Target is a great place to pick up women. By far. And you know what? And you know what? Target has successful women in there. That's I right. Out of ten, you can bet that women have their life together if they're inside of Target. Absolutely. Because no woman has ever walked out of Target without spending a hundred to two hundred dollars <laughs> a pop. What's that say about me? I did the same. If you spend a hundred to two hundred a pop right now during a recession at Target, mm-hmm. you got a good job. See, so I'm out of something. <laughs> well, listen. Okay, so I have a list that I wanted to go down. Okay, this is why I brought all this up because mm. I feel like there's a lot of single women. A lot of my friends are single and they're trying to figure out, you know, I've been in a relationship for four years. So I don't even know what it's like to date or nothing like this. So they come to me like, how do I know if he likes me? I said, I don't know. Let me ask my co host, these <laughs> men. Okay, so here's a list how to know if a guy 
if the guy you like likes you. These mm. are apparently 11 confirmed signs. So I need you guys to help these women out and let us know if you would do this. This is true. All right. If a man likes you, he will also have the same doubts and insecurities as you. Yeah. That's accurate. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Okay. Okay. To know if a man you like likes you, you have to observe his body language. Church. Yes. That is absolutely correct. Absolutely. Okay. If a man listens to you smiling attentively and he does not try to contradict you, he likes you. Facts. Truth spoken. I feel like that isn't that like having like a yes man? <laughs> no. no, because you, you're actually trying because as because we oftentimes we get stereotyped as far as saying men don't listen, you don't yeah. hear what I have to say. Sure. So if we're listening intently, we're actually interested in yep. what you're saying. Yep. If it doesn't, if it doesn't go against like, you know, if it's not worth like getting into an argument about, it's like we let it go. Like, yeah. Okay. If if I'm spitting three or four, man, that's crazy. For reals. I ain't listening to you. I'm just being honest. Yeah. Word. <laughs> Word. Word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just saying. She's like, saying, you wore heels just like I did? Oh, I mean. Word. <laughs> Yo, you rock that color too? Yo, I got the same wig, son. What is Bond? I got the same wig. That's when you know we ain't listening. We just like, yeah, uh-huh. oh, okay, that's crazy. Uh-huh. Dang, for real. Right. Damn. <laughs> Uh, okay, he praises you for one reason or another. Mm, yeah. Yeah, if it calls for that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He starts to take care of his personal appearance. 100%. Oh, 100, 200%. Yeah, because if I'm just wearing sweats and a t-shirt and it's like the second time I met you, I, I ain't feeling you. I ain't, ain't going to lie. The second time? Like the second time you start wearing sweats? If I don't like you, I, I'm going to be super comfortable <laughs> and not worry about my appearance. If I come with some corduroy house shoes, you already know. <laughs> Cut off khakis, French braids, and house shoes. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. When a man... Sorry. When a man... when a man likes you, he can't help looking at your eyes and then at your lips. Oh, yes. 100%. I'm looking at the eyes, the lips, and then below the neck. Eyes, lips, and hips? Is that what you're saying? Yes. I'm just saying, like... If I dip, you dip, we dip. That's what oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> he tells you that he wants to be with you between jokes and games. So kind of like drop in. Oh, like, <laughs> dang, I love being with you. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's accurate. <laughs> I do that. Hey, what's off on your couch now? You got Seamus furniture. Oh, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can't uh... Um, okay, if your friend shows you scenes of jealousy, it is likely that he is in love with you. Yeah. Mm, I don't. I don't know about that. I don't know about that one. Cause I, I, if I'm if I'm showing like, hey, what's what, what's going on? Oh, okay, that's what's up. Oh, that you about to go hang out with uh, your friend? Cause we all know. See, women have that code about. Oh, I'm going out with my friend. See, when y'all want us to know it's women friends, you will make that distinction. Yes. Like, oh, I'm going out with my homegirl. I'm going out with my girlfriends. Yeah. And their names, too. If it's a friend, if it's a friend, we already know it's, okay, that's cold work for us. It's another dude. Probably, probably work husband or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Work okay. husband. <laughs> Listen, all that work husband stuff ain't nothing but a, a, a derivative of, hey, it might go down at any given point. It, that's that's the interpretation. Or, or uh, some, he's next. 
he's next in line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like you messed yes. up. There's there's somebody waiting. Yeah, I know about that. Come and that's on. when you just hit him with, I'm the one, not the two, baby. So I'm one of one. Do. I'm one of one. <laughs> <laughs> there's always somebody waiting, though, for you to All, mess up. Of, of course. course. Always in the wings. It's called an I've insurance been, policy. I've been, I've been a six man before. I know how that goes. <laughs> No comment. I had to come right. off the. I gotta come off the bench. You're so funny. That is funny. It's my time. I'm, I'm put me in the game, coach. Oh, I'm here. Pull off the warm ups. Let's go. And then when you, and then when you, when you get that girl, got one, coach. Put it in booted. I'm ready. All right. If a man protects you on several occasions, it's because he feels something for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm making yeah. sure my my queen's always yeah. protected. Ain't nothing happening yeah. to her at all. And, and guys, stop walk. Make sure you walk. If you're walking on the street, oh, make sure you walk closer to the street. Better. Make sure you walk across the street when you're on the sidewalk. Don't have the woman closest mm. to the street on the sidewalk. If, if that's what, a real, yes, that's suckerific. If if, if if women, if you see that man letting you walk on that side, just leave. Just go the other way, other direction. Just bounce. Leave him right there and there. Hell yeah! All right. Okay, and then uh, what's that? What's the last one? Oh, the last one. If a guy likes you, he tries to imitate you. I don't know about that one. That's kind of weird. I, I won't say imitate, but you guys will pick up on each other's slang. So, like, you know, in the past when, when I've dated, you know, we'll pick up on each other's slang and inflictions and, and, and in our voices, saying, you know, the same things. I, that I see, but, yeah. What, what, give us an example. Like, I'll say something like, uh <sighs> <laughs> like one of my favorite phrases is, Oh, you mad? Here's a cape, be super mad. You know, so like my girl will pick up on that and say that, oh, here's a cape. Here's a cape. You know <laughs> pick up on each other's stuff. So I mean, yeah, you do that when you when you're in love with somebody and you're feeling somebody, yeah, you pick up on each other's slang and stuff like that. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. Well, anyways, guys, these are the ten these are the, apparently the ten things that confirm that a man is into you. So ladies, if he's not doing one of these ten Chances are he's not that into you. Mm. You guys agree? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think yeah. I would agree with that. Absolutely. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I feel like a man should always want to be protective, should joke around, should kind of throw subliminals if he does want to date you, if he wants to take it far. I always think if you question a man, he's not that into you. Right. Is, is that show up and show you he wants you. Mm. He will never leave you questioning. Yeah. A man that wants a woman will not leave a woman in doubt. At all. You're, you're dead on right. with that. Absolutely. Mm-mm. All right, y'all. That was my dating my dating segment for y'all today. Ooh, I, well, thank you. Copious amount I'll of notes taken. We know maybe <laughs> yeah. to go to Target. Target. I'm telling y'all, Target is the spot. We know Nick is looking eyes, <laughs> lips, and below the neck. Eyes, lips, and hips. <laughs> At all points in between. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Wee! On that note, it's getting a little warm up in here. I know the chef over there, better known as Jake Warner, got some cooking. So, what you have cooking for us this week, man? All right, let's go. It's always something to talk about. Let's check out the moments brunch. What's cooking this week, guys? All right. On a serious note here, um, reports surface about Sons and Mercury owner Robert Sarver's misogynistic and racist comments. Exposing himself to trainers, sexually harassing male and female employees, yet NBA commissioner Adam Silver gave Sarver a slap on the wrist with a one-year ban and a $10 million fine. 
Many players like LeBron James and CP3 and former players spoke out against Sarver. What should happen with Sarver moving forward? Ari, you go first. To be fired. Period. Mm-hmm. I mean, how it, you can't make people feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like you have to respect the people that you work with. You gotta. There has to be some type of respect. There. Ha, I mean, that is. I just feel like people being slapped on the wrist, ten million and. Ten million is nothing for people who have money, or you know, mm-hmm. take away their their ability to be able to make money. That's how you start teaching people the real lessons. But when you just slap somebody's you know wrist, it's nothing. It's almost like the people that have millions of dollars and they go, "Oh, we're gonna find you a hundred thousand. That's like me giving somebody ten dollars. You think I'm not gonna go do it again? Hmm. Yeah. It's the same thing as you know, not not to go off track, but it's like the people that are like robbing all these jewelry stores. You know, this when and then they get let out the next day. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like there's no serious consequence to it, so it's almost like a joke. Yeah, I have to agree. I think first of all, Robert Sauber should be banned for life. He should be forced to sell his portion of the franchise because he not only owns the Phoenix Suns, but he also owns the, the Phoenix Mercury, which are a WNBA team, which is a women's national basketball association team. Um, when you have the misogynistic comments and the racist comments where he used the N-word over five to six, seven times, that is a regular occurrence on your behalf, which shows the type of individual that you truly are, whether you are an asshole or just a, a plain a plain racist and a misogynist. It is no place in the league, and I have to agree with LeBron James when he said, hey, the league got it wrong, and they absolutely got it wrong. Because to me, this is Donald Sterling 2.0. And the only reason why Donald Sterling was ousted and banned for life is because sponsors, major sponsors, threatened to pull out it to Ari's point about economics as far as, you know, when 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 you have to teach them a lesson about going into their pockets and them losing their money. That's when the, the message is, is read loud and clear. And I think the same thing has to happen for Robert Sauver. I think if you're if you're the NBA, you have to go back and, and, and with PayPal, one of their major sponsors mm-hmm. threatening to pull out. And let's not forget, throughout this week, there are going to be, I'm sure, more sponsors that are going to be threatening to pull out, especially after one of the minority owners of the Suns came out with a written statement calling for Robert Sauver's resignation and ban- banishment uh, from the team itself. And I think when you have uh, uh, you're in a league that's predominantly black with 80 percent black American players, you know, male and female, for that matter. I think it, it, it behooves the NBA and the league that wants to be so on edge as far as uh, want to be on the cusp of bringing change. Then that's not a way you show change. If anything, it was a major setback by the NBA but not, uh, to allow this man with such a light penalty. Now, the $10 million, that's, a, that's, that's an agreement that's already been reached. Um, that's the maximum you can find an mm-hmm. owner, which is $10 million. So unless that wants to be changed, it has to be discussed upon the next uh, agreement between the owners and the league. However, when it comes to the one year ban after everything, after uh, over a year's worth of investigation, there's no excuse why this man should not be putting his team up for sale and having banishment like what we saw with Donald Sterling with the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, there's nothing different from what Donald Sterling did than this guy. It's the exact same thing, except the owners didn't like Donald Sterling because he was cheap. Sarver's not so much cheap, but, you know, people like him. And that's why. He- you know, he's getting a different penalty than Donald Sterling. Absolutely. You can't tolerate that kind of behavior, man. He's got to go. That dude is a racist, he's an elitist, and he's a misogynist. And he can't be, you can't have that in a league 
where you're talking about being progressive and having, again, supporting women, obviously 26 years of the WNBA mm-hmm. and you're allowing this man to roam free as it were. So, so what? He can't go to the stadium. Big deal. He's still racking in money yeah. from not only endorsements, but he's also revenue sharing. He's taking the gate too. He's taking all that money. So, you know, and last thing yeah. on the menu, oh, I'm sorry. Did, did you want to rebuke that? No, I was, no, I was just going to say people in position that fuck up need to get their positions taken away. Period. Yeah. You, you take away their money, you take away their power. And last thing I want to kind of put you on a hot seat with this, this item on the menu. A lot of people are on the fence about Queen Elizabeth's death. Some people are really broken up about it, and some people aren't so broken up about it. What are y'all thoughts about that? I'll go with you first, Nick. (laughs) The only queens I recognize are Latifah, Aretha, and Beyonce. Hey! (laughs) Okay. Uh... Shout out to Billy Porter. (laughs) You know, I'm going to take it a little deeper. I don't know. I feel like the queen's been dead for a few months. (laughs) They got a new prime minister. Uh, There's a lot of changes going on. And I think they've been had her body just buried away. And they have this doppelganger this whole time. (laughs) There's too many changes in power and position going on. Well, you know, I, I got no love for somebody who wears a crown with stolen jewels on it and colonized, but that's just me. And that, my friends, is the moment's brunch. <laughs> well, I, one thing I will say, wow, on that note, man, we bring a heat today, Jack. I love it. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if you guys got a chance to see this, but Whitney Houston's biopic is finally coming to the big screen. Um, the trailer debuted uh, this past weekend. Um I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of curious to see how much truth they bring out mm. about Whitney, especially having Clive Davis as a major part of this movie. Yeah. And we all know that Clive Davis owns the music. I think he still owns the music rights to her yes, stuff, he yep. if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, and and so obviously her tragic death um, during one of it was was it during one was it during Grammy weekend when she passed away, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, Grammy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see how much does Clive Davis let out mm-hmm. about the truthfulness because everybody, I, I, I hate this narrative that everybody tried to put everything on Bobby Brown. And that's, that's to me is ridiculous. Yeah. I, 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 it'd be interesting to see, you know, she, she wasn't as clean cut as people made her out to be. Let's just say that. We know well, that. I think a lot of these people aren't. Yeah. Right. Oh, but yeah. it's like, you, Crafted know, you image. got the Elvis. You got the Elvis movie out. You got the Marilyn Monroe show, all this stuff. It's like they still protect them. They, You know, it's mm-hmm. just a money scheme. It's another way of bringing in revenue off of the name that they want. But they're still not going to tell you the whole truth. You still don't ever really find out what happened. Yep. Right? It's like there's always three sides to the story. The truth, someone else, and then, you know, and someone else. It's like <laughs> you just never really get the truth. Facts. Okay. What do, you, what do you think should be told in the movie from your perspective about Whitney? Um, you know, here's the thing. I think she's a great, great artist. And I would love to just see more of her story of how she got to be where she's at versus the tragedy and the drugs. I think like people always connect her to like this overdose and all the bad stuff and the Bobby Brown and her daughter's stuff. It's like, why don't we praise her and put her in the lot, you know, and put shine some light on like what she did have to do to overcome and how she got to where she's at. That's what I want to see. I don't really care about the tragedy part. We've heard it over and over. 
Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. I mean, they did put up part where she was, they, the, the radio station host told her that her music wasn't black enough. And I like the way when she came back yeah. and she said, I don't sing black, I don't sing white, I just sing. And yeah. I'm sorry, but she had one of the greatest national anthem songs, the way she one sang. One of the best it. ever. One of the best ever. Top three between her and Marvin Gaye. Because yes. Marvin Gaye redid it. Like Marvin redid the national anthem. Whitney just took it to a whole nother level. <laughs> Marvin was but having Marvin, fun before he sang that too, but that's all other stuff. Dude, Mar- yeah, Marvin was <laughs> high as yeah. California okay, sound. there we go. He was messing. Dude, with that's that. why he wore the shade. They had to go sober. You don't. Yeah, it, they had to go sober him up because he was. They had to go find him, sober him up, and then that's why he wore the glasses yeah. because he was his eyes were so gone, coked out. But when that boy, when that boy heard that music, <laughs> it was on. It was a rap. <laughs> Same thing with Whitney. When Whitney sang that, it was at the it was a Major League Baseball All Star game. She that was the Super Bowl. Anthem, Super Bowl. In Tampa. Super Bowl. It, yeah, Super Bowl. Out of well, here. We'll have to see and tune in. But uh, you guys, it's been so good to be back together. I cannot wait to see you guys again. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you missed any portion of this broadcast, make sure you download, subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. That's SoundCloud, iTunes iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, all for free 99. Also, make sure you check us out throughout the week. Make sure you hit us up on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA and on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213. You can also catch Ari Rose. I am Ari Rose everywhere. I'm also at Big Brother Jake at everywhere. (laughs) All right, y'all. Until next time, until next week, thanks to everybody at SiriusXM, Nightcast Media, and Slam Radio. All right, y'all, we in the wind like paper planes. The best 60 minutes of your week has concluded. Take care. Stay sharp. We are out.